Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning, Nancy Crawford, Executive Director, Kenny Sigler, Director of Development for the Literacy Council of Tyler. Good morning once again for really, Nancy, the umpteenth time and it's always great to have folks from the Literacy Council back. Great to have you with us today. Well, it's always good to be here, John. Thank you for allowing that. We appreciate it. Yeah, and Kenny, good morning. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Sure thing. Yeah, I think this is your, your second rodeo yeah my second round (laughs) (laughs) don't forget in focus is available online just go to ktbb.com slash in focus in focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning the day after the show airs i again i don't know how many times we've done a show with the literacy council and it's more than worth it every single time this is uh, so important so much more important than a lot of people realize but let's review really the maybe a little bit of the history and the primary purpose of the literacy council of tyler Well, our primary purpose is to serve adults who are too old to go to high school and not equipped to succeed in vocational training or college or anything else that helps them meet their goals. It's an adult literacy program. That's our our focus. You might need your GED. You might need to learn to speak English. There's a variety of things you might need, but that's who we're focused on. Okay, and we're talking about adult literacy, and this uh, just goes back to that uh, perennial problem we have right so many adults in east everywhere really but uh, for our purposes in smith county east texas in general they just their literacy skills are just not up to par for them to function uh, in a productive way right there's copious studies of that and uh, we've been fortunate that it's been researched as much as it has and it continues to be a problem we know we're making an impact but we know there are a lot more people who haven't heard of us who don't know where to turn and uh that's why we're there is mm-hmm. to, to fight that issue and before we go any further just a preview of one of the highlights of the show today going to be talking about the big corporate spelling yes. bee coming up august 7th that's one of the reasons we always try and get you on the air right around this time of year so we'll be talking about that literacy council of tyler it's on the tjc west campus phone number is 903-533-0330 office hours nine in the morning until eight in the evening monday through thursday you can um, email info at lcotyler.org, and all that information comes from your wonderful website, which Thank we you. encourage people to check out, www.lcotyler.org. A little bit of history began in 1990 as a 501c3 community-based organization, and it's important to mention that, not least because of how far you've come since then. Right. You know, we, we had 30 students that first year, knew very little about what we had, had practically no funding. Uh, it was an interesting it was an interesting year, and there were several more interesting years before we uh, got to where we are today. So, started with 30 students. Now we're over 2,000 annually. Mm-hmm. Funded through community support, the United Way foundations, right. individuals, businesses, also supported by state and federal grants. So the money's coming in. Of course, you can always use more. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> Find me a nonprofit who would not agree with that statement. Uh, but it's more than just money. We need volunteers. We need people to be aware that it's an issue. We need people to be willing to tell those in, in their life who are struggling with reading or writing or math that there's a free program available for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do want to donate, it's easy to do it. You can do it online. You can write a check. You can support the Spelling Bee, which we'll talk about in just yes. a little bit, and those volunteers. Uh, every nonprofit needs volunteers. You use 200-plus trained volunteers annually, so you're 
always on the lookout for more, and they can certainly get in touch with you at one of those contact points we mentioned earlier if they want to volunteer. Absolutely. We'll provide the training. Most people think that if they're, if they're not trying to be a teacher that they won't be a good volunteer, and that's not the case. They just need to be able to read. That would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and care about people. We'll do all all the training, provide the materials, and it's listen. Our volunteers stay with us a long time, John, because it gets under their skin. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, if you try this out, you'll be surprised at how rewarding it is to you. Mm-hmm. No surprise to me, but I'll, 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 okay. I'll, a lot of your volunteers are very pleasantly surprised by the experience. Now we talked about what you do. You're basically about improving adult literacy in East Texas, and. Um, the uh, what you have in the way of a mission statement, which I think is just kind of uh, about to come out officially, something along the lines of believing in the transformational power of education and that adults should have educational opportunities at any stage. Yeah, that's the, mm-hmm. that's our main message, and what I'm so glad that you are helping us get that out today because most of the time when I talk about literacy, even when I'm recruiting board members, this has happened where they think I'm working with children. And by the way, I love children. I love them so much mm-hmm. that I want their parents to do better because when their parents do better, they will do better. Mm-hmm. Which is really a very, very key point of what you do on a day-in, day-out basis. Absolutely. Now, you're the uh, Literacy Council of Tyler, but that's just a bit of a misnomer. You have uh, misnomer. You have 16 sites in the Tyler area over right. several different counties. Right. As a result of the government grants in particular, we also have programs in Cherokee County, uh, in Wood County. And as a matter of fact, we currently are the lead organization. This won't mean much to your listener for the 14-county region. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's a convoluted explanation, but uh, we have uh, risen to the top in leadership in this area, and we're very proud of that accomplishment. Mm -hmm. That is important because uh, it it gives folks that much more of a reason, in my view, uh, to think of you as the go-to agency if they want to improve those literacy skills or improve the literacy skills of a loved one who needs a little bit of help in that area. Uh, Now, back in 2013, and this, I understand, is still pretty current. Before we go any further, visiting with Nancy Crawford and Kenny Sigler today with the Literacy Council of Tyler. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. And from the 2013 PIAAC study, uh, I don't know exactly what that stands for. You ready? Program for the International Assessments of Adult competencies all righty well why we don't say it uh, but it does spell it out pretty (laughs) clearly uh some of these numbers are jarring and i'll let you just run some of those down and talk about why uh uh, what what kind of an issue we're facing here first of all well the 2013 uh, study confirmed for us that four percent of smith county adults read at grade levels one and two 23 percent at grade levels three and four 34 percent at grade levels five and six so When other data shows you that only 35% of the working age adults in this area have a credential beyond high school, this data says why. Mm -hmm. This is the reason why. People say why do only only 35% of working age adults have a credential past high school because 4% read at grade levels one through two. 23% 23% at grade levels 3 through 4 and 34% at grade levels 5 through 6. You can't go beyond high school. You can't even finish high school at those low levels. Mm-hmm. And parents with lower literacy skills seldom do a number of important things. Well, the 
fa uh, literacy is a family affair. That's been proven over and over and over, and it's it's a gener generational pass down. And if a parent is not reading to themselves and to their children, it'll greatly impact that child's success in school. Mm -hmm. um, parents with lower literacy skills seldom read to their children, participate in school activities, or help their kids with homework. I think of the great right. experience I had with my college-educated parents in a mm -hmm. wealthy major city mm -hmm. suburb. And uh, then I look at some of these things and I think, well, a lot of folks don't have it that good, and that's where the Literacy Council comes in. Absolutely. Again, we are we are for literacy. We focus on the adult, but we want literacy for everyone, and the child is going to have that if his parents get that. Mm -hmm. Here's another one. 61% of Smith County adults read at an 8th grade level or below. 8th right. grade level, 61%. Mm -hmm. Right, which means they cannot pass the GED. They'll have to, they, When they come to us, they'll need to work on their skills to get to, uh, for their skills to improve so they can get ready to pass the GED. And by mm -hmm. the way, GED is not an easy test. Um, some people have mistakenly think that. I've given sections of it to my board members, and they will tell you it is not an easy mm -hmm. test. Okay. And that's one of several programs you offer. We'll right. go over all of those during the show. And, again, um, uh, if you're listening and maybe you want to – uh, check the website while you're listening or after you get done listening. That website is www.lcotyler.org. You'll find all the information on there. Now, uh, new research from Georgetown University's McCourt School of Public Policy. This is another, to me, very jarring statistic. The economic recovery has divided the country along an educational fault line. Let's talk more about that and, again, how the Literacy Council comes into that part of the scheme. You know, Kenny's the one that found this information. It's been mm -hmm. very helpful to me. And Thank I've you, Kenny. I have hogged the mic, so I'm going to let him talk about it. Well, we, um, we're we always looking for new data, new research, and uh, there's this wonderful uh, study that came out. This is just one study that came out of uh, the Georgetown University McCourt School of Public Policy, but it basically says that since January of 2010, when it, they identified the recovery to start taking place, that we have added as a country 11.6 million jobs and that's wonderful however 11.5 million of those jobs have gone to a worker with some post-secondary education mm -hmm. and which, which that's pretty alarming in itself uh, which tells us that for uh, individuals that are trying to get employed entering the workforce like nancy said earlier having a, a high school education alone is not enough anymore uh, but one thing that this study also pulled is that the jobs lost in the recession are not the same jobs coming back in the recovery right so a lot of the jobs that we lost before 2010 are not the same jobs coming back so a lot of workers that lost jobs in the recession don't have jobs to come back to uh, not only that but they when they do go out for a job Oftentimes, they're competing with someone with some post-secondary education. Okay. Uh, facts about our students. I want to go through this fairly quickly and then spend a little bit of time talking about your programs uh, because there's a variety of them under your roof and how people can get involved. But first, starting with the fact that in 2017, you enrolled just under 2,200 students. And take it from there, Nancy or Kenny, whichever one wants to grab the ball. Mm -hmm. 
Go for it. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, of that of that 2191, 96% of them were reading at an eighth grade level or below. So that underscores uh, that statistic. And of that 96%, 18% were reading at a grade level. So mostly it's below a grade level, mm-hmm. not not at eighth grade level, mostly below. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had 35% of our students in English as a second language. Our student population currently is 59% Hispanic. And when I say that, people say, oh, they're all learning to speak English. No, most of those Hispanics are in GED class. As you can see on what I gave you, John, 35% are in ESL classes, 65% are in GED classes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And referring back to what Kenny said, in our continuous attempt to move people along, we served 248 students in a transition program and 75 percent of them succeeded that means they either completed a semester of college or they got a workforce certification of some kind like auto technician welding phlebotomy our goal is to get people back on track and moving forward okay now how do you do that you have several programs and um it's on the website maybe we should just kind of take these in order if we'll start with adult basic education if you can tell us a little bit about how that works well the interesting thing is adult basic education is anything from eighth grade and below so 96 percent of our population qualifies for that and it works on basic skills getting them up to a point where they can handle ged material Uh, so a lot of our students who see themselves as GED students aren't actually GED students yet, but they do become that uh, after we get working with them. And we have them in classrooms, we have them with tutors, we have a lot of technology now. Technology is really helping us out. And I waited a long time for it to help us out, if you want to know the truth, Mm -hmm. because all those first rounds were uh, less than satisfying. I had all kinds of programs that didn't do that kind of much. But now that things are on the cloud, and it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, even on, on their phones, our students can even study on their phones. So mm-hmm. it's pretty, that's been a huge help. Yeah. So that's the GED one. All righty. GED. Now I want to. Uh, uh, or no, that's the that, basic one. That's the, yeah. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Moving on to GED, yeah. though, that's a very well-known concept, and a lot of people get their GEDs. I know years ago it was called a graduate equivalency diploma. Right. It's the same thing. It just kind of goes by a different name now, I believe. But that's well, basically as a matter of fact, it's, it's, it's gone full circle. I, I'm, so saying, I'm okay. actually saying GED, and I'm technically incorrect because that's still what everybody recognizes. It's now called high school equivalency, HSE. Okay. That's the term I'm supposed to be using, but most people don't know what I'm talking about, so I use them both interchangeably. So it's gone full circle. It's back to high school equivalency. Okay. Uh, and it is for all those students who, and we lose a lot of students to drop out, um, huge numbers. And so once we can get their skills up, then we want them to get their high school diploma. And then we want to keep them moving forward toward workforce certification or college. Okay. This is In Focus. I'm John Sims. We're talking to Nancy Crawford, the Executive Director, and Kenny Sigler, the Director of Development for the Literacy Council of Tyler. Website is lcotyler.org. Phone number 903-533-0330. And they're located and have been located for a long time now on the TJC West Campus. 
Okay, uh, we've basically covered adult basic ed and GED or HSE prep. And uh, there are a couple of them that kind of tie in together, and I think you alluded to them a moment ago. College prep and dual enrollment. These are the transition ones you referenced earlier, and that's really interesting. I think they kind of dovetail with a lot of what's going on in education nowadays. Right. you got kids in high school taking courses at uh, TJC, right? And uh, but uh, tell us how that works from your standpoint. Yes, we do have dual enrollment where students are enrolled in GED class and they're also enrolled in phlebotomy class or auto technician class or certified medical aid class. And we've been blessed. The, the state of Texas is very concerned about the workforce not being credentialed. That concerns policymakers very much. So they've actually paid for uh, our students to take these classes as long as they also worked on their GED at the same time. Okay. Uh, English as a second language. Um, how's that going? It's going great. Still, people think it's our largest program. It's not. Uh, there are lots and lots of people in Tyler whose first language is not English, and yet uh, they're doing quite well. They've learned mm -hmm. English. Uh, I'm, I just hired a guy. I just hired a guy from UT Tyler. He's gonna. He started work last week, and he was one of our students. And he sat right in my office and said, "I learned my English here." So, he's a perfect example of somebody that got what he needed at a time when he needed it and took it, took the ball and ran with it. Mm -hmm. And then family literacy. That's family literacy one. is one of our smallest programs, and it was very. Uh, it was really started with. Barbara Bush Foundation money, and we still have it going. It has 16 families in it, and those children, as well as the parents, receive instruction. Uh, those children are all preschoolers, and they enter school speaking English, and we track how they're doing. They're doing quite well. Mm -hmm. So that's a program for parents and children, preschool children. Okay, so we're getting a very good picture of the variety of services mm -hmm. you offer. One that we just want to touch on is good old Bill's Bookshelf. That's been going for a while, still around. Yeah, so it's been around a good while. It was named after a volunteer who was with us for many years. Uh, in the last four or five years, he um, was suffering with cancer, and he still came in to his sessions, almost never missed. And so when we lost him, we received a lot of donations in his mm -hmm. honor. And we started Bill's Bookshelf, where we put mm -hmm. bookshelves of gently used children's books at places where children go, like Bethesda or the Family Circle of Care or the mm. WIC office. Yeah. So they'll have books to read. And the, the display board says, read as many as you want, take one. So every time a child comes in, he gets to take a book home with him. Right. And uh, we have trouble keeping those, <laughs> those mm. shelves stocked. And we do that with people giving us books and a shout out to Halfway Price Books who gave us lots of books to do that. All right. So uh, kind of a new kid in town, and they they came through for us. With they really the community did. support. Okay, uh, people are coming to you, lots and lots of people, but there are also lots of people who don't know about you or right. who don't know how to get started. Well, let's just keep it generic for the time being. If you, whether it's adult basic ed, GED prep, college prep, ESL, whatever, and I know there are different MOs for each of these, but how does a person get started if he or she knows that um, he or she has a need for your services and they want to get rolling with whatever program is appropriate? They just call us. May I say the phone number? Or are you going to yes, do that? Yes, please do it's that. It's 303 and they make an appointment to roll. And even if they barely speak any English, 
or even if they speak Spanish, I have Spanish speakers working for us. All they have to say is, I want to learn to speak English. I want to get my GED, whatever it is. I want to learn to read. I'm interested in college prep. Whatever they're interested in that they've heard here today, they just call and say that to anyone who answers, not okay. to just a certain person, anyone who answers, and they'll get tracked correctly if they'll give them that information up front. All right. Starts with a simple phone call, 903-533-0330. I'm going to go ahead and give the email address out in case they want to go that route, and that's info at lcotyler.org. And if you go to that website, lcotyler.org, you'll learn a little bit more about um, what it's going to look like once you get into that office. For example, GED enrollment is a two-day process offered two, two to three times per month. Uh, ESL, English as a Second Language, has two enrollments monthly, and there are rules that you have to follow. Mm -hmm. So you probably would do well to read those instructions carefully, maybe even before you make that phone call. But the, your volunteers and staffers will walk through um, yes. all of that with yes, people. They just need to be able to uh, be will know how, how it works and be willing to make that time commitment, it really sounds like. Right. In fact, what we do during those two days is really tell them what a time commitment it is. We even go so, so far as to say, what are you going to do? What, what's your plan if your child gets sick? What's your plan if your car breaks down so that they start thinking mm -hmm. about things that can happen to all of us right. and ways to solve those issues once they make that commitment. Okay. Quickly, your services are all free, free of charge? They're free. Yes, they are. Always want to talk about that. A um, couple of things we want to uh, probably want to talk a little bit more about donating and volunteering and maybe having a book drive later on in the show, but uh, we're about two-thirds of the way through, and I think Kenny needs to kind of uh, move in and kind of pick the I keep using football metaphors, uh, and two a day <laughs> start okay. pretty soon yeah, here. But right. and anyway, we can do football it, metaphors. It is time to uh, we definitely need to do spelling bee metaphors because it's time to talk about the 27th annual corporate spelling bee. Kenny, take it away. What's it all about? A lot, you know, last year when I was here, uh, I had not been to a bee yet. Right. Uh, I was fairly new at the literacy council. We were working on the bee, and and everyone kept telling me, "You're just going to have to." see it for yourself and I kept thinking okay yeah I'll, I'll see it for myself but now I can come here a year later and tell you and everyone listening you have to see it for yourself it is a unique event and it is so much fun but basically it's a corporate spelling bee so we have spellers from a lot of local businesses competing against one another for the coveted spelling bee title. Mm. Uh, last year, Tyler Junior College was victorious. It came down to TJC and Henry and Peters, and TJC took home their fifth spelling bee title, which is now more than any other organization. Mm. So they're coming back this year, and we will see if they can defend their title. All righty. Uh, unquenchable spirit of competition so much it's a so, part it, of what it's so much do. fun yeah and there's more competition than just the b every year we have a, a theme and last year i came on and told you that it was uh comic book superheroes mm -hmm. yeah and we had uh super men there was more than one we had super men at the b we had uh, the justice league we had the avengers ninja turtles people really get into the spirit of the theme in fact the spellers on stage have their cheering sections and they all come up with cheers and chants and they're dressed up and this year the theme is small screen big b 
your favorite television shows. Okay, so we go from something that sounds like Comic-Con to something that, <laughs> yeah. that's similar but not We're exactly. We're sort of running out of ideas if anyone out there has any. Okay, I guess yeah. that falls under Never the auspices of volunteer. Yeah. Okay, let's get some of the basics down. August 7th, 1130 until 1 at Crosswalk Conference Center, Green right. Acres Baptist Church. I believe mm-hmm. that's where you had it last year. That's correct. And um, it's a lunch deal, so if you uh, probably a good idea to get there by 11 o'clock to hit that lunch line. And again, August August 7th, $40 per ticket. And how do you buy a ticket? Well, you can buy a ticket. I would encourage everyone to seek out our Facebook page and like us on Facebook so that you can see a lot of updates leading up to the B. And there you will also find a link to our Eventbrite that where you, where you could buy tickets, as you said, for $40 a ticket. Uh-huh. Okay. And as far as teams, you're getting close as far as filling your team roster. But uh, And I, I guess that could close at any time but for now we're going to tell folks to just go ahead and give you kenny a call personally if they yeah, want to get if, a team in if your organization is interested is interested in having a team uh, i would encourage you to contact me directly there are some uh, study materials there are there is some information that we want to be sure that you have and there's some information that we want from you so that we can get you prepared and so that you know what you're going into uh before you as you sign up so Uh, Yeah, contact me directly if your organization wants to have a team, because we would love to have you. All righty. And your number? 903-954-0105. Okay, I'll repeat that. It's 903-954-0105. That's Kenny's direct line. It's different from the main literacy council number it is. if you want a team you you call me we'll get you squared away okay once again 903-954-0105 and then just go to that website uh check out the facebook page and there's a link on the facebook page to buy those tickets 40 dollars a pop mm-hmm. and um also i think there was something you wanted to say about uh, getting on the email list yeah uh we, we were visiting before uh we started recording that uh, a great way to receive spelling bee updates Uh, but also information about volunteering, information about our students, uh, seeing students' stories, and everything going on with the Literacy Council is that I would encourage people to go to our website, as you said earlier, www.lcotyler.org, and on our website, you will see a, uh, on the homepage, you'll see a link that says sign up to get occasional LCOT updates. Okay. And if you follow that link and submit your email address, you'll get tons of good information about the Literacy Council, spelling bee related, volunteer related, student related, everything that, that you want. Mm, okay. I'll briefly mention, you tell us you need to raise over $300,000 annually to continue providing the same quality of uh, service that you do. And the spelling bee is the main way you do that every year. Major fundraising event that helps you reach your annual fund goal and still again time to sponsor and help support adult learners in the community um, literacy council spelling bee 27th annual edition 11:30 to 1 get there by 11 if you want to hit the lunch line early august 7th uh, that's a, a tuesday and it'll be at green acres baptist church crosswalk conference center tickets forty dollars a piece and um, if i was talking too fast just go to the website it's all on there <laughs> lcotyler.org um we again I, nancy and kenny want to emphasize the importance of donating that's a pretty easy thing to do if you do want to volunteer uh, just make that phone call say you want to volunteer and there will be somebody there to walk you through and tell you what some of the different options are right it's not it's not difficult to volunteer we provide all the materials. We provide the training. Some people worry about 
having time, they'll, they'll say, well, I can meet with a student once a week, but I'm going on vacation. And I have, and I, I usually can get them past that because I remind them that their student is also an adult mm-hmm. and there'll be times when he cannot meet. And that doesn't mean that it's not a good match. Right. Uh, a missed week here and there is not going to hurt anybody. They've been waiting for years to get this help and they are happy with uh, somebody who will spend some time with them. And your track record tells us that you make sure that happens. Absolutely. Uh, one more thing, uh, getting down to about maybe a minute or two left in the show, uh, along with donating and volunteering, you can have a book drive, maybe help out Bill's bookshelf a little bit. That's a very easy thing to do. And we've had lots of organizations from Girl Scouts to uh, elementary schools do that for us. Uh, we'd be glad to help them with that. They can just call and say, I want to have a book drive and we can get that going help them with that also so yeah we'll, we'll take gently used children's books any day of the week okay looking down the road uh, do you see the problems or issues or challenges continuing to mount as the population grows and uh, the literacy council having to just continue to uh, if you will tweak its mission and its work to meet the needs of the future I, you know, what I want to do is I, I want to retire because there is no need for us. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen soon. Tyler is growing. You can't put a fence around Tyler and only let certain people in. And who would want to do that anyway? So as people come in who are uh, not educated or whose language is, first language is not English, that uh, the need for our services does grow. Mm-hmm. Okay, about time to wrap it up for today, but just briefly, Nancy Crawford, the Executive Director, and Kenny Sigler, the Director of Development for the Literacy Council of Tyler, have been our guests this morning on In Focus. Don't forget the corporate spelling bee coming up August 7th at Green Acres Baptist Church Crosswalk Conference Center. LCOTyler.org is the website. Office number is 903-533-3030. And we're out of time, but thanks, Kenny and Nancy, again for coming in and visiting. Thank, Thank you. you, John. You bet. Nancy Crawford, Kenny Sigler from the Literacy Council of Tyler, our guest this morning. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us. See you again next week on In Focus. Your only local news radio. This is KTBB Tyler, KTBB FM Troop Tyler Longview, and KTBB.com. The Friendly Class on KTBB is brought to you by Marvin United Methodist Church in downtown Tyler.